Hey guys, what's up? This is episode 5 of the Let's Get Real podcast and I am also recording this one to post on the YouTube and I just want to say thank you all for going and watching the video. I think it has like 40 views now. I mean like not like super much but it's still something so thank you and I know not many people have reached episode 4. I mean by the time this one's up on the Sunday it'll probably be have a higher listen count um, because I posted four in like the span of five days because I just needed well first of all I was just like playing around with everything and seeing if I was like natural at it and setting everything up and all of that so I just wanted to make sure that everything was running smoothly and have sort of something to like like not fall back on but like have like at least four episodes so then like you know, it's not just an intro episode, like, there's, you know, anyways, Sophia is screaming at me right now, no, mommy, mommy's busy, she always tells me no, like, it sounds like she says no when she, yes, I'm talking about you, okay, I'm gonna ignore you now, okay, So today's episode, I wanted to make it about a wellness toolbox. And this is something that I've heard about um, through my psychologist, through recommendations on like the internet from wellness websites. And then I actually learned about it in my uh, mental health first aid training because I'm actually a mental aid, whoa, (laughs) I'm a mental health first aid aider. I am a certified, I I have my certification in mental health first aid. I'll just say that. Um, so we learned about this and I wanted to dive more into it because I think it's really helpful. And so it's a wellness toolbox and it's sort of like, not literally a toolbox, like, (laughs) um, you can have like a journal or a binder, a document on like your phone or, wherever you want it to be and it's a set of skills, tools, strategies um, that you can use when you are feeling down or in a crisis. I mean if you're in a crisis there are hotlines or places you should be going to and calling first but this is kind of just like identifying what makes you feel better and what's going to help you and it's also beneficial for the people around you. So this this can be things that you've done in the past, you've heard of, or that's been recommended for you through like a doctor, a psychologist, a professional, um, pe- things that like your friends have told you about. Like it, it's just like a bunch of things that can be in your toolbox that is going to make you feel better, you know? So I have examples and I'm going to list a bunch. I have like the whole list this time. My iPad's charged this time. So here we go. Exercising for even like a 10 minute walk, five minute stretch, going from place A to place B, like just having that. You also don't need to include all of this and it's not all of these are going to work for everybody. So it's really like your toolbox is specifically made for you and what's best for you. Okay. Just clarifying that. So listening to relaxing music, 
um, listening to positive affirmation. So like through like meditation or, you know, there's other podcasts out here that, um, do affirmations or there's YouTube videos and I myself don't listen to positive affirmations, but I tell myself positive affirmations and I also meditate, but I meditate to beach music. (laughs) Um, so meditation is the next one. Making time each week for a small social outlet. Now, like I said, this is just an example. It's not going to be for everybody. But reaching out to a friend and talking to a friend once a week is really, really good. And I know I FaceTime uh, my best friend Jess maybe like once a week. And I wish we FaceTime more, but we're both pretty busy. And when I do, it feels really good. It feels really good to like reconnect and just talk and like laugh and just do stupid shit so thank you Jess (laughs) but it's it's really really good and um right now you can't really like go out I know when I was reading this one online it said um to go to like a coffee shop meetup to like meet new people but like we're not doing that right now in a pandemic so but maybe in the future this one piece of hair isn't curled properly whatever And the next one is make time to do an activity. So that can be reading a book, watching a movie, doing art, doing like a hobby. Like it can be a small activity, a big activity, um, or like an errand or like a chore that you've kind of been putting off. Like if you need to organize your closet or go through your, your closet, like do that. Or if you need to organize a pantry or whatever. I know once this lockdown is lifted and the dollar store opens up all their aisles, I need to organize our pantry and our fridge because it is so messy. Like it's so bad. The next one is skincare and body care. So that's taking a shower, maybe doing a face mask, getting a manicure, pedicure, doing your eyebrows, waxing, shaving, like even like moisturizing your body, like do something that will make you feel good and that your body and self will appreciate. Um, another one is list, making a list of people that love you or that you love. I feel like sometimes when we're in a rut, we're like, oh my God, nobody loves me. Nobody cares about me. I'm all alone. I know. I, I feel like that a lot. And then it's like, my boyfriend tells me all the time, like, oh, this person loves you like this, 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 this. And it's like, oh yeah, like I guess so. So when you write it down, you're like putting that in your head, like, oh, these people do love me. And then you have that list in your head and it's like, okay, uh, maybe I'm not alone. And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the next one is, (laughs) okay, this was examples from that, from other people's wellness toolboxes. And this one says sex and it is really like personal you do you, whatever makes you feel better. If sex makes you feel better, so be it. Go do your thing. I just got a notification on the computer saying that my computer cannot. Okay, it's gone. That's weird. Okay. (laughs) Oh yeah, I'm out here supporting my house, Ravenclaw. Your Ravenclaw, let me know. Maybe I'll make the the question on the post. What's your house for Harry Potter? Um, so yeah, sex. I mean, like, this isn't a sex podcast. Like, this is no call her daddy. 
or like any of those like insp- I just blinked for a second sorry <laughs> um but like I know when I'm in a tough spot or not feeling very well I avoid I avoid that at all costs like it like if I'm not emotionally there there's no point and don't force yourself to like honestly like if you're not feeling up to it say no the next one is talking to a friend or a lover another example is healthcare. so that's going to like reach out to a psychologist or your doctor about medications or therapy that's basically what that means or like a crisis center focusing exercises so this is really good for anxiety and panic attacks it's always recommended that like like the My cat just made a really loud noise and it scared the shit out of me. Focusing exercises. So like the five senses. So name one thing that you can see. Name one thing that you can hear. One thing you can smell. One thing you can taste. What's the other sense? Smell? Did I say smell? Taste. See. Hear. Okay, whatever. And then there's like the grounding exercises of like okay, like, focus on one thing, breathe in and out, count down, you know, like, stuff like that. And then the next one's guided imagery. And I'm pretty sure this is kind of on the guidelines of meditation. Like, you can listen to a medication, medication, oh my god, meditation video or podcast or whatever, and it's like guided you just close your eyes and they tell you what you're gonna see and what you know I don't know I've never tried that but I don't know maybe I will maybe I will because I could use some guided imagery to think that I'm on a beach (laughs) the next is journaling and I mentioned this a lot previously and I think journaling is probably the best it's the best way to get out your feelings and like I don't know about you guys but when I'm mad it feels so good to like write very hard or like hit something and like writing down aggressively like you can tell like when you write you can tell the emotion the person's feeling just by the handwriting and I think that's so cool and I actually want to learn about handwriting analysis more oh my god they're going crazy um, the next one is getting rest. So rest, that means you can take a day off work. I know it's not the easiest thing to take a day off work for a mental health day. And I know a lot of companies don't support that and you get a lot of criticism and, you know, money and finances. Like it's, it's not as easy for everybody. But if you're able to do or get some extra rest, whether it be like a 10 extra minutes in the morning, like relax, like take a break for yourself, take breaks all the time. Like it's going to be the best for you. And if your company doesn't support mental health days, like obviously there's circumstances where like you can't be taking mental health days like every single day, but like once, like once in a while and they don't support that, then there are, they're not a really good company to be honest. The next one is support groups. So you can find them on Facebook. There's meetings in person and online groups and you can find them through psychologists and even a support group like a podcast like us. Like we 
can be like a group of supporting each other and doing things for each other. But that's another good one so that you can relate to other people, give other people tips or learn from other people, you know. And then normal activities. So washing your hair, doing dishes, just like a normal activity that you've kind of been delaying. I feel like that's the same as like the other one I mentioned earlier. But anyways, uh, making a list of accomplishments and goals for yourself. I mentioned this before, I think, about like having goals set in place. But like having them written down and like writing down how you're going to like all the steps and like all of that is really, really good for motivation. And writing down a list of your accomplishments, whether small or big, is really like rewarding. It's like, wow, like I did all this. Um, the next is making a list of good things that make you happy. Making a list of things that make you happy. I think that's so important because in times where you're really stressed out or really emotional or like having a really, really hard time, you need to do things or see things that make you happy and identifying what those things are and actually knowing that they're going to benefit you and having that in your toolbox is by far the most important one of these that I have said. Um, and then errands, running errands that you have been delaying. So if you need to go get groceries, go get groceries. If you want to go get gas, go get gas, go get a coffee, go visit like family or something. I know right now it's a bit difficult because we're in a pandemic and we're in a lockdown. I It's so hard. Like how, how can I recommend like the best thing to do is get out and like go for like, you know, like I, but we can't, we can't. The next one is listening to a podcast and I may have added that one myself and I may be talking about this podcast. If you're ever feeling down, please this is a safe place and I I just want people to be comfortable listening to me and coming to me and knowing that I'm not a judgmental person. I'm very empathetic. I'm very sympathetic and I have also been through a lot and I probably have a lot of good advice whether it be from my own experience or from my studies. So please like if you're ever having a hard time listen to this podcast or message me on Instagram on my personal or the the podcast. I even have a Facebook page for this podcast. So if you want to reach me there, you can, you know, and there's other podcasts. Don't get me wrong. There's other podcasts and there's definitely better podcasts, but I'm just saying, listen to a good podcast too. If you don't want to listen to music, it's also really nice if like you lay down and you close your eyes and you just hear like a podcast in the background. Cause then you feel like I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. Anyways, so those are all examples of like good things to have in your wellness toolbox. There's also other things like there's stuff that like will be recommended to you from your psychologist or whomever or other things that make you happy. Like you can write spend time with dogs, spend time with cats, like, you know, like specific things for you that genuinely work for you is the main purpose. But also in your toolbox, you want to have like things to avoid. So you want to make a note of things to avoid and keep in mind, you're supposed to have this like in a journal or a binder or a document. So you can have it organized of like things that make me feel better, things that make me happy, and then have like a, like avoid these things and like bold. So it's recommended to avoid alcohol, drugs, triggering people, triggering places, you know, like that kind of like what 
makes you feel sad or what makes you feel triggered or what makes it worse. Like have an avoidance section to that as well. Um, so this next thing I read in an article, um, this article was through a page called, or like a company called Rap, and the main person is like a mental well-being author, Mary Ellen Copeland. Um, she actually wrote a book about the wellness toolbox and there's, she has like activity books, like there's a depression one, anxiety, um, so if you want to go check that out, like a lot of workbooks too, like I should have mentioned that workbooks are really good too. I have a borderline personality disorder workbook and I have recommended my mom, um, anxiety and depression and all sorts of stuff. And like, they're really beneficial because it's like CBT, DBT, like you can get anything. Um, anyways, so on that page, somebody had said that they do a feelings pyramid. This is something, this is like another example to a wellness toolbox, like something that you can do. So feelings pyramid, it's, you draw a triangle, a pyramid, and you listen to like relaxing music or something that calms you down and you draw the outline of the pyramid and then you try to think about and identify the feelings you're experiencing. So at the bottom, you would put the most intense emotions and then work your way up. So, and then you would color each layer. I actually have an example to show you guys. So if you're watching the YouTube video, you'll see it. But if you're not and you're listening to this on up the, just the podcast itself, go over to the YouTube video and check it out. Or I will, I'll try and make an make one to post on the Instagram if you want to check that out, if that's easier too. So I'm going to share the screen now. So you can see here that it's the triangle. And then this is just an example. This is not like how I feel, but like you would work from like angry, confused, lonely, well, belittled, sad. So like most to least, and you would just color it in. Don't color it in like this. This is just like an example. And then like on the sides here, you can write like your thoughts. And um, this is like, oh, this is my little toolbox. This isn't like mine, like my whole document. Um, this is just an example for the podcast. So in my toolbox, I have read some of a book, clean up the house with music, play with cats, talk to John, stretch, self-care, meditation, and then I avoid impulsive spending, triggering content, isolating myself because I tend to keep my feelings inside and I'll isolate myself and not tell anybody how I'm feeling and avoid building up my emotions. So this is what you would be doing and I don't know I think that's pretty like cool I actually tried it for the first time yesterday like making my own pyramid when I was having like a really hard time and I must say coloring is always relaxing and very like it calms you down and it's really good for anxiety but I just don't Maybe it's just because of me and, like, I have, like, really bad anger issues and once I'm angry or, like, in a mood, like, it's very, very hard for me to calm down and, like, I get very, very triggered. 
Um, but that's just me. Like if you are a little bit more mild and you're easier to calm down, it, it definitely works. And like, it's so, it's so, it's, it's a cool little task to do. And it, you can look back on it and look at like reflect and what can you do? You know, I don't know. I think it's really cool. Um, in addition to this, hold on, I'm going to take a sip of coffee because I'm talking super, super fast. I also wanted to include a toolbox for supporting others. So this wasn't mentioned when I was looking at the articles from the rap website and the book, but I figured this would be important to have. I mean, like with your own toolbox, you can share with like, oh my gosh, I just hit the microphone. You can share with like your partner or your loved ones, like your, um, your toolbox so that they know like what to use to help you. Um, so you can do that for supporting others, but there's also practicing active listening, active listening, and try to make support visible because there's a difference between invisible and visible support. So invisible is like you you are doing stuff for this person, but like it's not really it's not really like visible or known. So you have to like say like, oh, I did this for you. And you're like, oh, okay. Like I see that now that's, it becomes visible support. If that makes sense. Like I learned that in my relationship psychology of relationships class. Um, and I think that's really cool. And I learned about all the different types of listening and active listening is the best and visible, visible support is the best for making others feel better. Using soft tones and relaxed body languages. Don't be like closed off with like your arms crossed and like, you know, having like an angry tone. Don't sound irritated. Don't sound annoyed. Even if you are, I know it's really hard sometimes, um, helping others, especially because like they may have issues, myself included. When I get very angry, I yell and I get very worked up and it's annoying and it's hard and I feel so bad for John but you know we work through it and you have to be a very like you have to be very empathetic and sympathetic because if you're just like oh yeah that sucks that's not empathetic like oh that sucks mhm mhm like yeah i know it sucks that's why i'm sad about it that's why i'm angry about it like say something more and i can't really tell you guys what exactly to say because it really depends on like who it is what is going on and like all of this but just keep that in mind that you want to be very empathetic and sympathetic and if you were to google sympathetic statements or empathetic statements or how to practice active listening or how to practice visible support do that you like that's that's actually another one that I had here is research do as much research as possible for the other person like to understand them better to understand what you can do to make them feel better like take that extra time because one It'll make them feel so good knowing that you actually want to help them and you want to like learn about them and make them feel understood because I feel like us mentally ill people or us people that are struggling feel so misunderstood that 
like nobody knows how we're feeling so if you're going out of your way to go research it and find out like why we are the way we are and like this and that like it, it it's such a good feeling um another one is taking a course or a class so like I said I have my certification in mental health first aid and that was a cool two-day class and I believe it was there was two days zoom calls for three hours or two hours and then it was like a few online like documents that we had to do and then we were quizzed on so it was really fun the people I met were really cool and um the person who did the whole thing she does classes all the time um let me pull it up actually her name is Yvette I'm pretty sure and this is for Canada and I'm pretty sure it's with the Canadian Mental Health Association so let me so if you go to mentalhealthtrainer.ca um just check to see if she has any availability for courses and whatever because she was really really good she was really fun I really really liked her and it was a cool course and then you'll be like you'll have your certification and you like I didn't learn much because I had already known a lot of it uh it's also not a free course but like I'm sure you can find a free course um but it was really cool and hearing about other people and all of this it was it was really informative there's also crisis intervention trauma informed programs there's a lot that you can do to take like to learn to learn more that's the whole point is to learn more um you have to be very very patient and that's one thing that i know is very hard for some people being patient when one person is like constantly struggling and you're just like why can't you just be better like why why are you like this? Like, why do I have to put up with this every day? But like, please be patient with us because it's not easy. And we are trying to be patient with ourselves. Like we wish we weren't like this, you know? Um, and the last thing is making sure you have boundaries and this may cause conflict to have boundaries, but in the end, it'll be good for both of you. You don't want to have like like, let's say you're very, like, your partner is very angry and then they start, like, verbally attacking you, like, calling you names. Like, you have to say no. Like, I understand you're mad. I understand you're going through a hard time and, like, it's hard for you to control, but you cannot call me names. You have to set that boundary because if you don't, they'll just keep doing it. And whether they want to or not or, like, whether they're doing it on purpose, you need to set those types of boundaries. It's healthy to have boundaries and that's definitely something that... I've been learning for not only like friendships, but like family relationships and my relationships itself. Like me and John have boundaries. Like we both have like problems with anger and we know, we know our boundaries of how much anger the other person can tolerate, if that makes sense. And that is basically like the wellness toolbox, like in like in conclusion like that's just it like if like I think it's really beneficial like I 
having all that in one spot where you can look at and be like, okay, like, I don't want to do this. I'll do this today. Like, I think that's good instead of just sitting there with like a blank mind, like trying to think in your head, like, oh, what makes me happy? Like having an actual document or thing that has all of that for you in one spot, I think is really, really beneficial. I'm really glad that I'm able to share that with you guys. And like I said, you can go to the wrap website. I'm pretty sure wrap is also an app. Uh, you can also look up the Mary Ellen Copeland and mentalhealthtrainer.ca for courses. Um, there's also courses offered by the Canadian Mental Health Association. And there's just a lot. There's a lot you can do. And I hope this really helps some of you or gives you guys an idea of what to do and what to do for others specifically. And this is going to go up on Sunday, but I'm recording this on Thursday. I said in the last episode that my schedule is going to be Tuesdays, but I'm going to do Sundays so that you guys can listen to it right on the Monday or whenever you want. So that is all for today. I hope you guys enjoyed and I will see you guys next week. Bye.